I'm Eileen Dunn and this is The God Slot. On Tuesday in the Doyle, the Taoiseach Enda Kenny apologised unreservedly to the women who spent time in Irish Magdalen laundries for the hurt that was done to them and for any stigma they suffered as a result of the time they spent in those institutions. The arguments about who may or may not be entitled to redress begin and the Godslot will be keeping an eye. On Wednesday, statements by leaders of 34 religious traditions were presented to the Duke of Edinburgh, a former president of the World Wildlife Foundation, as part of a major initiative linking religions and conservation groups in opposing the illegal wildlife trade, which is annihilating some of the world's rare and endangered species. The controversy over the vote in the forthcoming conclave of Cardinal Roger Mahoney, former Archbishop of Los Angeles, who was sidelined by the present incumbent Archbishop Gomez because of accusations of covering up clerical child abuse, has now reached the Vatican. At least one cardinal musing aloud that Mahoney should consider staying at home. Meanwhile, a report has surfaced in the Vatican from a usually reliable source that a gay lobby group may have played a part in forcing the Pope's resignation. The God slot will be keeping an eye on developments. Now here's something that's not known by too many people. Popes may come and go, but whoever occupies the chair of Peter is nominally the Bishop of the Old Diocese of Kilfenora, following a papal diktat issued by the Vatican in 1883. This means that as well as being the leader of the Catholic Church and the Bishop of Rome, Pope Benedict is also Bishop of Kilfenora and parish priest of Liscanor, and the same will apply to his successor. Holding the fort for the Pope is Father Dennis Crosby, who joins us now by phone. Father Dennis, you're welcome to the God Slot. Thank you, Annie. Tell us how this came to be. Well, it's a long and an interesting story, full of uh, intrigue, maybe a little bit of intrigue and a little bit of politics and a lot of history, that the Diocese of Kilfenora belonged to the province of Cashel, um, Munster, and it would cover really the part of Clare that, that's now part of the Galway administrative world. And uh, when the, the Bishop of Galway, Bishop McEvely in the 19th century, he, let's put it mildly, say he was an ambitious man, and he wasn't very happy with the size of the little diocese he had in Galway, which was very small. And he tried to, first of all, annex the diocese of Anadown, the traditional diocese, and he ran into a stone wall with John McHale, the Archbishop of Chum. So he turned his eyes south, and he put his eyes on Kilmachdu and Kilfenora. And when they eventually uh, worked their way through to annexing, if we could put it like that, the two dioceses into the Galway um, circuit, they had to retire the incumbent bishop, Bishop Fallon, who lived in Liscanor. He was the Bishop of Kilfenora. And what happened really in the 18th and 19th century for bishops, in fact it still happens, that a bishop is the parish priest of the cathedral parish. And the priest who would be effectively the pastor in the cathedral parish would be the administrator. That was the only way that they could provide an income for the bishop. He would get the income through a parish. And when the when he retired and Bishop McEvely of Galway took over, the Cashel province didn't particularly want to cede the full rights of Kilfenora to the province of Chewham. 
So in the dispute, it was decided, the way they settled it was they said that the Pope would remain as the administrator of the diocese. So it's an apostolic administratorship. And the, technically then, the parish of Liscanor remained as the papal parish. And the parish priest of Liscanor was always the Pope. And I'm now uh, technically the parish priest. And have you ever been consulted by the Pope about the running <laughs> of the parish? Not on that matter or any other, I can assure you, no. I think that the, the, technically what it, it, it consisted of, or what it amounted to, was that they they sent the um, the dues or the money, the, the income from the parish to Rome to honour the, the thing. But I strictly speak and say I'm the, I'm the only parish priest in Ireland who was the papal successor. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know whether the new man coming in or not will want to reclaim his rights and whether I'll be out of a job or not, I don't know. Now, when Pope John Paul visited Ireland, were you disappointed that he didn't go to Niscanor? Well, it was before I came here, but I do know there is a photograph here in the parish of Tomosophy showing him the, the map of pointing out his territory to him. And he, he, he simply nodded his head and said, thank you very much, but he didn't show any interest in coming here, not even <laughs> to overfly us. And how about County Clare as a place of retirement for Pope Benedict? He would be most welcome. You know that there was always a great hospitality in Clare and indeed in Liscanor. The reason Bishop Fallon lived here and chose this parish was that there was an old landlord called Corney O'Brien who provided him with a grace and favour house, um, which would have eased his financial difficulties. And we'd be glad, indeed, um, if you can send down the word, we'd be glad now to welcome Pope Benedict to come and live among us. We take good care of him. What makes you think that I have any more influence than you have? <laughs> Well, isn't this, isn't this a corresponsible church now? We're supposed to be all equal. And I, you have a charm, I think, that I mightn't have. And he might feel threatened if I asked him to come back. Well, Father Dennis Crosby, we'll let you go back now to the important task of running the Pope's parish in Lescanor. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Thank you very much, Eileen.